I wrote out what I wanted spiritually, emotionally, physically, sexually. I wanted everything that God has for me according to purpose. And so I was reminded of that plate. And God said, when you have a lot of choices, meaning an option between one or two or more people, he said, you don't make a choice until you meet someone that doesn't leave you another choice. Now you make her a decision. And many hold women- on, Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. We put porn to shame. <laughs> the womb isn't just about where I give Talk birth to about babies. It. Talk. The womb is about where we give birth to purpose. Talk. I was basically all of her nevers. I never imagined my journey would inspire people all over the world. You have set a standard in love. I was dating a young lady who helped me heal. Wow. This woman is a ride or die. The conversations have really helped me to change my perspective on relationships. I had 19 attorneys at one time that were speaking into my ear. 19, 19 attorneys. Attorney. My, my, my last relationship, you know, it did a number on me. What you did not know is I had a whole little situation lined up that evening. Your transparency is literally setting people free. And you're unique. You ain't like nobody else. I, I noticed that right away. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Um, thank you. I received that. Let one of them Barbie doll bodies walk over here. He gonna say, Dear future wifey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're gonna go right in that box. I'm Lataris R. Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Lataris R. Whitfield. Man, hold on. Before we get started, are you still shacking up with us? You know, I looked at the analytics. And let me tell y'all something. 72% of the people who are consuming this content aren't even subscribed. I don't know how I feel about that. I think it hurts my feelings. I mean, can we just can we just go ahead and make this thing official? 72%. We have 165,000 subscribers. And that's only with 30%. Think about it. If the other 72% would subscribe, we'll be well over a million. Isn't that fascinating? So come on, make a commitment and subscribe. Well, we have Lit One-on-One that will launch on October the 1st, where we enter into a life of endless possibilities. So we have a couple of days left for you to jump in, sign up for the class, go to thelitsociety.com so you can sign up and register. Let me tell you, it's gonna be an amazing nine-week course. How can you evolve to the state of mind you openly confess your faults? Healing. Imagine a life where you are unapologetically you. Freedom. What could you accomplish fully showing up in every area of your life? Anything. Your new life of endless possibilities awaits. Become an exclusive member of the Lit Society. We are all flawed humans. The difference between the lit society and others is we admit it and then do something about it to impact the world. We keep it lit. Live intentionally and transparently. This isn't just another program. It's reprogramming destructive mindsets to live intentionally and transparently. Become lit, join the elite, and become a member of the lit society today. Well, 
today's episode is it's going to be pretty fun. I love hearing how couples meet. Everybody has a unique journey. People always wonder, should I do this to meet somebody? Should I do that? And I always say, no, just heighten the odds of whatever it is and just put yourself out there. Well, this dynamic couple has done exactly that. And so uh, without further ado, welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My homies, Kanita and Ryan Rutley. How y'all doing? Hey. What's up? <laughs> so y'all in this thing now. Yes, so, so Ryan, let me, tell you, let me tell you how I came to know about y'all story. Someone commented on one of my uh, videos mm -hmm. uh, last year. Mm -hmm. about a, who was that that commented? You remember? That was... Uh, my maid of honor. Your maid of honor. Tanisha, who yeah. follows your podcast. Okay, and, so Tanisha really commented and said, you got to have them wow. on the on the podcast. And I was like, why? 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 <laughs> Everybody was talking about they supposed to be on there. Why? Right. And then she right. said, you got to hear the story. So she started sending me stuff yeah. and all that. And I started reading and I was like, oh my God, I got to talk to them. I got to talk to them. So today's episode yeah. is affectionately titled... Love in the DM. Mm. Mm. In the DM. <laughs> Why did I call it that? How did y'all meet? <laughs> Listen, so I'm surprised you didn't call this episode 20 years a single because that's how long right, right. <laughs> that's how I was long. on this single journey as years. a woman. So we're really, really hoping that this dialogue would open up some encouragement in the hearts of uh, the many single women that I'm sure are watching us. Um, but we actually met before the DM happened. Okay, what happened? It was the DM that initiated us becoming uh, what we are now, but we right. met seven years ago yeah. in Detroit. So just a little context, we both work in full-time ministry. Um, I, I work in global ministry. My hubby is a minister and entrepreneur, but we are also artists. He's a producer. And so I was scheduled to sing in Detroit with an, a group I've been singing with and touring with for years. The crazy mm -hmm. thing though was I almost... Uh, wasn't going to be able to sing at this event because I was scheduled to be in Lansing for a personal ministry engagement. All right. So I went ahead and did that. I didn't know how it was logistically going to work out, but <laughs> I was just praying that I could get down there in time. Mm -hmm. God would have it so that he just set it up where somebody who was blessed by the ministry I had done offered to take me, like literally wow. sacrifice their time to take me down to Detroit, which was like an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. The crazy part about it was I had I had no idea. <laughs> I'm thinking this person is just taking me to an engagement. Yeah. They actually, because of their obedience and their sacrifice, mm. they became a participant mm. in our God-written love story. How? You got, wow. you got to explain that. You yeah, explain yeah. That. So, so I ended up getting dropped off at this engagement. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, had, had I not gone, I would not have been in the room where my future husband. Right. And sitting. you said this was seven years ago? Yeah. It was May 17th, 2014. Yep. Ryan Rutley was sitting in that audience right. that I was singing in background from my good brother, uh, Lonnie Hunter. And so he comes up, he introduces himself to me after uh, I sing. And so he did the like non-creepy thing, yeah. you know, can we be Facebook friends? I'm like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> no problem. Right. That's all right. Right. You know, right. I thought he was cute, handsome, chocolate man. And okay. so, um, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that's cool. Um, and so we did. The crazy thing, though, was we never spoke again until March 17th, 2021 mm -hmm. during a pandemic. So, OK, so hold on. So, so, Ryan. Yes, sir. 
You see this beautiful woman on stage. You walk. Right. Don't let me ask you. What did you think when you saw her? What was your motive when you went to approach her? To be honest with you, I was tired. Uh, I was in a season where God <laughs> said, just be ready for your wife. So I went to this concert. I was invited. And long story short, as I sat there, uh, he gave all of his background singers an opportunity to get a piece of the song. Yeah, so indeed. two of them stuck out to me. Uh, one guy's name was Chris, and then the other was Kanita. And so afterwards, I just, I'm thinking in my mind initially, if they have come to, back to Detroit, I might need them in the studio, yeah. might work on some <laughs> records. So I introduced myself to the both of them, and uh, uh, and after that, I left. And so when I introduced myself to Kanita, um, I didn't want to be the typical dude off the street, you know, let Trying me get your number in yeah. church, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I just made it simple. I said, you know what, if you're on Facebook, I'll connect with you there. You know, if you, you know, social media, I'll leave it there. If it's more, cool. If it's not, cool, you know. So hold on, but so, so you was open to more. I was open to more, but it wasn't, it wasn't what, my initial. Original tent. Yeah, mm -hmm. see, I was in that time, even though God showed me her, I was still walking according to my preference. I liked light-skinned, long hair, petite <laughs> models, you know, yeah. all that crazy nonsense. I like what I like, what I want. Yeah. And so the Lord had to show me that um, that that's where I was at. You know, I was just in that season. I was open to what God had for me, but I was still walking according to my preference. That's good. And it wasn't until I said, okay, man, I surrender. I'm tired of meeting them my way. You know, <laughs> I need to meet someone, Lord, according to your way. And so um, so as I was at the concert, man, uh, she caught my attention, but I said, okay, you know, let me let me keep it moving. So after that, man, you know, over the, the seven years, it wasn't until year six, I think I said happy birthday to her. And 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 the year before I even, you know, reached back out initially to even approach her. So so you, the, so you just watching her stories, or I mean, watching yeah, her. Yeah, he was watching posts. me. He actually DM yep. me a couple of times, and I never I saw them. I did. She ignored me, so, man. She so, ignored so me, the, man. My, she, said she didn't see it. She oh man, I, yeah, I'm just I, I never saw <laughs> <Yeah>. his DM. <laughs> no, she didn't see it. <laughs> so this is the there's a, there's a there's a word even in that because you know some yeah. of us sisters are praying for husbands and they actually in your DMs you got to go check them. Yeah, you know? yeah right. But I I right. didn't see those at the particular you know that particular honest. time and so he had sent me a couple of messages that I didn't notice until. Right. The week I actually saw when yeah. he messaged me on um, March 17th. But prior to that, yeah. he had sent a message like, you look so beautiful today. And another yeah. one was a happy birthday message. Yep. So. Yep. And so to to fast forward to us meeting, uh, now the real DM. Yeah, DM, let me hear that. The, the DM, real DM, DM <laughs> was, um, so I had I had just gotten out of a relationship uh, some time after um, that, I think the year prior. So in 20. Uh, 19, I had just broke up with someone who I thought I was going to marry, you know, and I was in love. So I thought I was happy. I was excited. Um, and the Lord had to show me that I was in a season where I had a lot of choices and the Lord spoke to me. I was frustrated. I'm like, man, why? It's not always working out. Mm. And God said, Ryan, you, when you have a lot of choices, don't make a choice. And I'm like, what do you mean, Lord? Look at this buffet of women out here. You know? <laughs> he said, have a lot of choices. Don't yeah, yeah, make yeah. a choice. That would frustrate and the mess out of me. Right, 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 right. And yeah. so, and it wasn't until I went into prayer, man, and I sought the Lord, and I was reminded of even years before, I was always, you know, I was divorced for nine years. So every day in my empty, well, in my apartment, I would write on an empty plate my desires from the Lord. I, I wrote out what I wanted spiritually, emotionally, physically, sexually. I wanted everything that God has for me according to purpose. And so I was reminded of that plate. And God said, when you have a lot of choices, meaning 
uh, option between one or two or more people, he said, you don't make a choice until you meet someone that doesn't leave you another choice. Now you make her a decision. And many hold women. On, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I almost called you a nigga. I'm a nigga. <laughs> Is that what we had today? Boy, that's what we had. Let's go, man. We in the Did deal, you baby. say, hold on, say that one more again for the yes, people sir. in the back. Yes, sir. Way in the back somewhere who's hidden, who's forgotten, who who forgot what love felt like, what it what it looked like? Because many people you meet, you know, I think that was my frustration is that I was so frustrated it didn't work out. And God said, "Well, that's because you're expecting fruit from someone who was only supposed to sow a seed. <laughs> if you're a seed form, the best way you're gonna remember love is that person that walked away from you. So the choice is when you have options, but a decision." is when all the other choices have been narrowed down to the focus of one individual to say, wait a minute. Okay, my preference, that's cool, but my purpose is I need you in my life so that I can be fulfilled through God. And so God said, don't make a choice when you have many choices. And it's honest, you know, everybody ain't blind. This is a fine sister singing <laughs> on stage, many platforms. Father's a pastor, you know, mom's doing well in life or dad's. So people, people have things going on in their life, but they don't, they don't, they can save themselves the headache by going through all these choices and sifting through. And God said, nope, don't make a choice when you have a lot of choices. Wait until you meet someone now that alleviates all the choices. And now you make that person a decision and we date choices we don't mm. we don't date decisions that's why we don't get married <laughs> mm. and so so that's what god god did for us is he had to show us cuz i believe one one form of singlehood is also a form of selfishness talk about it it's a form of selfishness i wrote a book called singular the precious prayers of principles for singles every day and it's not just chapter 1 chapter 2 chapter 3 there's actually 30 pressures 30 prayers and 30 principles that we have to deal with. And then I give singles homework assignments every day to focus on because one 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 part of the book talks about luggage versus baggage. Mm. <laughs> Talk you know, about the difference. I was talking to somebody about that one day. I want to hear your insight. What's the difference sure. between <laughs> luggage and baggage? Sure, sure. Well, the thing is, is the both of them you have to carry. Mm. But it's only going to be when you get to your destination, you're only going to need what you need you can the baggage is everything you want yeah the luggage is what you need to mm. to make the destination what it is sometimes you you you, you can bring baggage you 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 sometimes got, you overpack you overpack <laughs> you're you gonna bring swimsuits and, and you get there and you don't even get a chance to swim no. so that's part of the baggage mm. but it's not part of the luggage mm -hmm. <laughs> the need for being at your destination and so uh that's just in a in a nutshell part of of, of that section of the book but man those things help to shape us. And I think that most times when we're single, you know, we, we, we lie to ourselves. Well, I'm dating Jesus. <laughs> okay. You date Jesus, but I need a mate. <laughs> me too. Me too. Mm -hmm. But, but, but the love has to be, you're not complete with another person. The Bible says you are complete in him. You, 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 you're complete in Christ. But now what you need on earth is compatibility. Yes. is companionship. Mm. And so that should be a mirror. If it's spiritual, it's transferable.
So, mm-hmm. so let me ask you this, Kanita. Mm-hmm. Where were you mm-hmm. in the stage in these seven years? Were you mm-hmm. dating anybody? Did you get Absolutely. your heart broke, fall in love Absolutely. with somebody? Absolutely. Uh, one of the things that was probably a, a big challenge for me was, um, you know, a, a lot of times we as women, we will date potential. Wow. Yeah. Right? And so while I have always been very missional, very motivated. Mm-hmm. I serve in global ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, during my single years, I traveled to five out of seven continents in the world, started an organization in East Africa, uh, you know, started my doctorate degree, which is when, you know, I got that DM that <laughs> just shook up my entire life. Right. But during that process, I was being formed into the woman that was being prepared to be a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also had detours. Where I would be in relationships with men that looked good on paper. Mm, Wow. Talk about it. It looked great on paper. You know, I've dated ministers before. Mm. Um, You know, men who who profess Christ, who are active in ministry, men who are popular, who are charismatic. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it wasn't until Ryan came into my life that I was actually loved well. Wow. That I was actually loved in a way that was a reflection Jeez. of Christ's love for His church. Tears Stop right about there. to jump. Well, because because I always say I, when I when when my homegirls meet guys mm-hmm. that love them well, mm-hmm. I always say that I said thank you for loving my friend well. Wow. Yeah, because yeah. it looks different, it hits different. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like that well love mm-hmm. is wow. something that covers mm-hmm. you where you say exactly what you just said. Yeah. It's reflecting the heart of Christ. Right. That person, that right. that person that God brought into your life is literally reflecting Christ's love on you. And Absolutely. that's why it's well. Absolutely. And so the yeah. thing about it is what one of the reasons why our perspective has to be shaped by God's standard for us and his love for us is because we'll be able to differentiate, you know, the kind of love that we're receiving. And we won't be looking for a man to be a husband Mm -hmm. if he's not even a good brother in Christ. There it is. Wow. You don't even know how to treat me as a brother in Christ. I mean, the very fundamentals of what it means to be a Christian. You're not even you know, meeting the standard there. Wow. We can't even practice general forgiveness and, you know, uh, patience with one another, long suffering with one another, grace with one another. And so when that, that standard is not met, a lot of times women will continue to pour themselves into these kinds of relationships when there is no spiritual equity whatsoever, even if the person professes Christ. And so I had been in that situation And a lot of people would have been surprised, especially those who know me. They know the ministry that I've been a part of. My work uh, internationally is empowering young women and girls who are victims of sexual violence and tribal war and early childhood marriage. How could I be in a relationship that ain't healthy? (laughs) My last relationship before (laughs) before Ryan was it was it was, you know, it was, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. I'm going to speak graciously. It was bad. It was God. But it was God's mercy on me because I remember sure. uh, um, traveling and taking a trip with this person and God basically telling me that this is a preview. I'm going to give mm-hmm. you five days of what the rest of your life is going to look wow. like wow. if you marry this person. Yeah. 
When I say trips will tell you a lot about somebody. <laughs> yes, right. they will. Uh, dog, it, you know, yes, made me they will. Trips will tell you about some people. Yes, they uh, will. But that was something that, you know, and, and I want to encourage the sisters out there because mm-hmm. I don't want women to feel like their worth is one determined by the person that they're with, but that mm-hmm. God sees and understands their need to be loved. Right. The, the, the longest dialogue mm-hmm. recorded in scripture between Jesus and anybody else was with the woman from Samaria, with a woman who <laughs> sought out five different men yeah. to be loved, to feel valued, mm-hmm. and to feel that she had some kind of worth. And he encountered her intentionally <laughs> so that he could introduce himself to her as the one who could satisfy everything that she would ever need. Kanita, you preaching. Right. You, you don't you don't start it preaching. You trying, <laughs> trying to talk about y'all love story. Right. You he says, on over there. You know, once you take a drink of this water, you <laughs> will never, never thirst, thirst again. again. That's right. But the beauty yeah. of that is one, you know, we as women, and what I had to understand in my single years and in those bad relationships is that God is the only one who can meet your deepest love need. Facts. Yeah. In and outside of marriage. Yeah. However, we serve a God that sees us so well that he demonstrated in that passage Mm -hmm. that he understands our need to be loved. Mm -hmm. So much so that we will go to great lengths to experience it. Yes. That's why it doesn't matter what pedigree the woman is. Uh, she can be, you know, an Ivy League school. She can have a PhD. She can make six figures. You're like, why would she date a guy like that? Yeah. Why would she stay with a guy that treat her treats <laughs> yeah. her that way? Still searching for love. Because we need to be loved. God created us to be in relationship. He created us for companionship. Yeah. And man. He understands. And He demonstrated it with that beautiful woman from Samaria who went on to be <laughs> able to tell everybody about what God had done in and through her. <laughs> Wow. So let's continue talking about what God did in and through y'all. Yes. (laughs) So he slid in your DM. And what year was that? In 2021? Okay, so that was 2021 in the thick of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I I literally was at home doing absolutely nothing. I had no prospects. None of that. Wow. And so he reaches out to me. And tell him what happened, though. Yeah, so it's amazing. Uh, So I was just in fasting and praying. Like I said, I had this, this breakup. And so I just went, I said, you know what? I'm going cold turkey. Lord, uh, listen, I need to hear from you and I need to find my wife, you know? Uh, so in March, uh, what I did was I went into prayer and I started pacing the floor. So I saw this image of Kanita out of nowhere. It was just when you saw know. the image that you know it was her when you saw it. I did. Okay. But I didn't know why. I'm like, why is this? Why am I thinking about this woman? So three <laughs> times, I'm, I, the first thought that came to my mind, and I, I just saw her in my head, and, and I, it just it was like God just put this image of her right there. And so, so the first time I said, Lord, is this me? Is this you? You know what I mean? Like which, which one? Which one? You yeah. which one to play today? Yeah. You know what I mean? So the second time, I just began to intercede for her. Most times when God shows me in a vision or a dream, praying. people, yep. I'm like automatically, Lord, whatever need needs to be met, what is whatever it is you want to speak to them or show them, mm-hmm. make it happen. So I pray for the third time. I literally said, Okay, Lord, speak. Because it was it was so strong, it was like I didn't have any peace until I got the answer why I was thinking about it. So the Lord spoke. And, and the three occurrences was in the same moment. The same moment right there because I inquired of the Lord. Mm. So he said, just like you're doing right now. See, God is not spooky. 
he's special. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's, 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 it doesn't take rocket science when it's God. So mm. he said in a practical way, just like you are right now, send her a message and tell her you're thinking about her. Woo! And that's it. Now, you got to understand something, yeah. Terrence. That right there hit, though. That I'm hit. telling you. It you, you slot. Okay, go ahead. I never, ever wanted to date, marry, or meet anybody. Again, according to my preference, I'm like, it, I'm thinking maybe it's somebody I knew a long time, I yeah. went to school with. I never would have thought I would have met my wife through social media <laughs> or making an approach or an attempt to mm -hmm. meet her through social media. Mm -hmm. But it was clean. It was clean. It was godly. Mm -hmm. So God was just like, send her a message and tell her you're thinking about her. Just like that. I sent the message to her. Now, you got to keep in mind, the other two messages she didn't see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So now so, so you, that took some yeah, it's a risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there's a risk. There's a risk. wasting my time again. Right. woman ain't thinking twice about me. I'm going to call one of her friends and tell uh, her. Right, right, right. right. Send the message. Clearly, you don't check your DMs. And that's where we can go wrong is, well, maybe now we want to start rationalizing with God. Mm. And no, if God said do it a certain way, do it a certain just way. do it his way. Because the way he told you, oh, that thing right there will land, sir. Oh, it will land. Oh, it will land. Sir. Listen, oh, but that's sir. the evidence yeah. of the fact that <laughs> the reason why we are married today, yeah, the reason why I am a wife today wow. and sitting on this couch right now, wow. is because I have a man who hears from God. Thank you, talk about wow. and obeys him. Thank you, Lord. So when he said Thank that, you. how long did it? When he sent that, how long was it before you saw <laughs> it? This is the crazy part. Now. <laughs> Yeah. Anybody that's a friend of mine, they really love me because I'm horrible with yeah. DMs, okay? Yeah, yeah, Especially yeah. on Facebook. Sure. But <laughs> right, 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 right. I saw that message minutes after he sent it, and that's that is crazy. so unlike me. That's crazy. And so I actually was like, what? Who who is this? <laughs> and the crazy part was this was at a, a very pivotal time right. in my life. Yeah, because you said you was in this you was in this season. I of, was in this season of brokenness and trying yep. to figure out something, recalibrating after heartbreak. Yep, right. yeah. absolutely. Just really trying to figure out. Okay, God, maybe it is just going to be. Yeah. I don't have that purpose partner. Maybe yeah. it is wow. just me fulfilling my call, yeah. which which that satisfies me, even though I still desire to be a wife. Mm -hmm. So when I saw his message, I was like. Who is this guy? So I started looking at his page and I said, that's the guy I met back in Detroit. Seven years ago. Right, Seven right, right. years ago. <laughs> and I was actually lamenting that week because mm -hmm. we had just laid to rest one of the closest women to me uh, in my life. She was my big sister. She helped shape me to be, uh, uh, she was part of who helped me to become the woman I am today. Mm -hmm. And I was up against a major doctoral deadline. And so I was just really stressed. And so me seeing that message in that moment was just like unbelievable. So I responded. I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? I said, I'm so sorry. I missed all your messages before, you know. Repent. He was so gracious and everything. He was like, no, it's all good. I just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you. Just wanted to know I support what you're yep. doing. Yep. Love what you're doing out here. And I was like, well, thank you so much. He was like, well, would you mind me asking yep. if you're single? There it right. is. Right. Shoot your shot, Ron. Bingo. Go Go. There now, it see, is. That's the part. <laughs> about being saved and satisfied and, and secluded and all of that. Listen, there's just a real side. It's got to okay, be. After yeah. you obey God, then then the Bible says, forget not his benefits towards us. Forget <laughs> not so his benefits. Let me be beneficial to you, sister. You know? <laughs> he was like, but the, the thing about Ryan that's so amazing is that he is extremely intentional. It started with that direct question. He encouraged me. He was so gracious. Now I've gotten a million DMs sure. over my single life. Absolutely. 
some of them, you know, were so disturbing that it actually gave me doubts about being married. Yeah. Because not all of them was from single men. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, when he did that, he said, you know, I told him, yeah, I'm single. He said, yeah. I can't believe you're single, but yeah. I would love to come and just show you a great time. Yep. I was That's like, well, I'm where are you? I said, where are you at? Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I that. need a pound right here. Yes, yeah, sir. yeah. Oh, yes, he sir. said, I would love to come. Yep. See, that means he has to go. Yeah. Uh -oh. not, not, see, see, yes, ahead. sir. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Better. Deal with that. Deal with that. I'm trying. I'm trying. Deal with I'm that, trying see? not to preach right now, <laughs> it Ryan. Get, it gets better. He, he said, "Go ahead. Go it ahead." It gets better. Go so ahead. first of all, he didn't even know where I was. Okay. He said, wherever you at. So I'm wherever you at. Exactly. I'm so yes, he's like, well, I said, "Well, where are you?" He's like, "I'm in Detroit." He's like, yep. "Where are you at? You in Houston?" I said, "No." I said, "I'm in Philadelphia." He's like, "Oh, girl, that ain't nothing but a flight." He was like, "I will come there." He was like, "I'll plan everything out." And I, I actually didn't believe him, to be honest with right. you. I didn't think he was going to go to that length. Yeah. Not that because I didn't feel like I was worth it, sure. but because after you've encountered so many men who have not kept their word, yeah. you're just like, okay, I'll believe it yeah, when like, you hear. Right you know what I mean? Right. So he actually, not only did he fly to Philadelphia, but he arranged an entire <laughs> weekend. Mm -hmm. Where he met my father, he yep. set up a picnic for us. We hold went on, out hold the on, top. Hold on, I hold mean, on. stop. <laughs> so you went and met her father the first weekend. The first Why? weekend, you know, it it ended up happening that way because before I left, he was available, and God really orchestrated the whole weekend. Yeah, he really did. I originally I was ready to meet him the second time. That I came back, but it just ended up happening. He was available. I said, and she. And so, so you she inquired was about his availability. I sure did. Absolutely. You asked him. I need. I need to meet him because I. 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 I <laughs> now I was in a place where I went because if we back up, one of the parts that my wife didn't say that oh, we yeah. just forgot. Two weeks before I came, we fasted and we prayed as friends. Mm -hmm. she was in a place already where she was fasting and praying and our church had just fasted and prayed. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to join you. But this, these are the things we're specifically going to pray about because she was sharing things, you know, certain things about just in her life personally and some things and, you know, some family things that she was just believing God for. I said, Oh, wait a minute. Well, we're going to touch and agree about this right now. Let's put on hold what I think I'm feeling. Let's agree to, about God right now. Let's let that be our common denominator. So we went mm -hmm. before the Lord, fasted and prayed. We talked every morning, early in the morning. We prayed, mm -hmm. went about our day. And so it was like, this was really weird. It was like a Song of Solomon moment. Mm -hmm. I was becoming more attracted to her through the word. And this is what men don't understand. Oh, God, I feel your presence. The thing is, is you can have a woman... But if you don't have a woman of the word, if you if you don't agree, mm -hmm. the Bible says, how can two walk together except they agree? That means the root word for relationship is to relate. Talk about you it. You gotta be able to relate to that person before you jump in the bed with them. Yep. You wanna you wanna jump in the bed, you wanna have babies mm -hmm. and sign documents that you don't even have no rights to. Mm -hmm. So I've made it very evident I'm not a boyfriend, I'm a husband. I told and her. He said oh, that in oh, 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 our right, first phone right, conversation. Right, right. Terrence, go ahead. You jump no, out your no, skin. No, no, no. I want you to say that one more time. Yes, that sir. you're not a what? I'm not a boyfriend. I'm a husband. I say that all the time. I say, yes, sir. I tell women, I'm like, listen. Yes, sir. They're like, why you ain't with nobody? Yep. I said, because I don't want a girlfriend. Wow. I want a wife. I said, I'm not going to sit around. And, I said, my sons are at the ages Thank to have you. 
girlfriends. Thank like you. I'm yeah. a grown man. What I look like talking about this is my girlfriend. <laughs> Thank you. Taking exactly. her to the, the, the Christmas family exactly. dinner, whatever. My girlfriend. Then the next year, exactly. there's a new girlfriend. A new I'm a grown man. Yes. I'm 44 years old. What wow. I look like running around with a girlfriend. I'm with so you. I said, yep. if, if girlfriend is what it is and boyfriend is what it is, we can just be friends. Can be friends. Until mm-hmm. God tells me this is my wife. Absolutely. And then until that point, Absolutely, we, we and that, got that's what he around. actually said. Yes, sir. Bless you. In our first phone conversation, that's another thing. Right. So many things happen, and so swiftly, so fast. You know, yeah. just just so everybody know. I yeah. mean, we had our first <laughs> phone conversation the weekend after March seventeenth, yeah. two thousand twenty-one. Yep. And six months later, we were married. Literally. But in that first phone conversation that mm-hmm. we had, he said, "Not only did he pray <laughs> over me, wow. one of the things that I noticed." Uh, the very first thing that kind of took me just by surprise was that when he began to speak, I immediately felt safe. Wow. I felt protected. Wow. Thank you, Lord. And then he says, I just want you to know <laughs> that I'm not here to play no games. <laughs> he said, I'm not a serial dater wow. and I'm not a boyfriend. I'm a husband and I'm looking for my wife. Yeah. What brought you to that point? Maturity. Um, I had been at a place where I've played games. I've been played, you know, it just being honest, man. You know, um, I, <laughs> this might be funny, but this is for the, this is for the say it and for the, for the ain'ts. <laughs> I love cootie cat too much to yep. be single. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. I need holy cootie cat. Okay. <laughs> holy matrimony, you know. So, so crazy. But, but I have been divorced for nine years. I've seen, I, I, my man. Shout and by out the to way, my parents, and by man. the way, his mother in law is sitting right over there. Absolutely. The mom's in the studio today, y'all. She is beautiful as she can be, man. But yeah. I saw my mom and dad married for 40 years at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Bishop uh, Rosa Arelli and Dr. Darrelli, my parents. Been married man for this year now 44 years and when i tell you they have been they are in love like little kids i've got four other brothers it's five of us we my mom she made a career out of her son she was a stay-at-home mom dad worked at gm we had a decent living um we were in church all the time they didn't send us they took us um they anytime i saw my dad touch mom it it, it was it was rubbing her down or caressing her yeah he never cussed her out he never smacked her he always respected her he always he taught us how to be husbands so that's all i knew and 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 that's my battle cry for men who have been bastardized who have been hurt i want to take the opportunity man to also to all the women in the world who have been abused or hurt or pushed to the side or you felt like love is just wasn't for you on behalf of every man that would never tell you I want to repent to all the women out there that have ever been hurt. And he never said these two words. I simply want to say, I'm sorry on behalf of every man that has abused you. But this place with my brother, Latarius and my beautiful wife, Kanita, this is your place of deliverance today. Please accept our apology on behalf of every man that's ever done you wrong, who didn't hold your hand, who didn't open the door, who slammed it in your face. Mm. All you saw in your face was a fist or a, mm. a, a, or, or a punch, you know, you or, and, a, and, lie. or a lie, you yeah. know, mm. physically, spiritually, emotionally in every area. And um, so that's our prayer. And, and, and I believe that's another reason why the Lord brought deliverance is because I had a, a singles group called cream of the crop. And in that group, there's men and women, just people who are serious about love. And every time I would join Cream of the Crop, I would always, that's the thing I admire about my wife, man, is she was a person who she believes, and we both believe in, and and I don't want to hurt nobody's feelings, but I I just want to talk according to scripture. There's no such thing as equality. 
Now we get mixed up with, oh, I'm going to be equal with it. There's no such thing as equality as far as, uh, uh, you know, our life. But there is a such thing as functionality. More than equality. What I mean by that is, if that's the case, I should know how to bear children. <laughs> I should. I should. I should learn how to. Yeah, we're, be gonna be equal. we're gonna be equal. That ain't right. Yeah. But God put in a man the hunter. Women don't always want to lead. No, they, they don't, don't always want to do the things that we doing. Yeah. So it's not about equality more than it is functionality. Now the function is for me to be a leader, pull my pants up, no sagging, no talking crazy, and not try to woo her and get her in the bed, and and I'm smashing her. But you know I'm out here dating this other sister one week and another. Like no, they need to see consistency. They need to see reliability. Yeah. And so in that place of brokenness, the last thing she needed to see was another thing she already saw. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And my prayer was, Lord, help me, Hallelujah, to meet my wife in Your presence. Because the thing is, is I meet her at a bar, it ain't going to work. Yeah. If I meet her at a family reunion, it might not work. Mm. F- people crazy. You say, I'm a meet, I'm, I want to meet her in your presence. I got to mm. be at your feet. My dad used to always say the highest place on earth is at the feet of Jesus. There it is. Mm. <laughs> and so, and so, okay. So then, yep. so then y'all fasted and yep. mm-hmm. y'all met or yep. had y'all first date yep. after mm-hmm. uh, your fast. And then, mm-hmm. so when you set eyes on him, what happened? Oh, my goodness. So we met. I actually, because he coordinated everything, I was like, you know what? I want to go and I want to, you know, show up for him. You know what I mean? I appreciate his efforts. I met him at the airport and uh, we just went on, you know, this beautiful uh, kind of just itinerary that he planned out for us. And the crazy part was when he got to the airport, (laughs) we embraced each other. Right. And... The reality is, I already knew he was my husband. Wow. When did you know that? When we had that phone conversation. Wow. Wow. What did he say in that moment that resonated with you, that identify? Because I believe that oftentimes when you talk to, uh, it's like God to take you to that before place. So when yeah. you when you, when you you talk to the, him, yeah. what did he say that spoke to the depths of you that confirmed like, oh, this, this, this hit differently? <laughs> what, what was, was it? his desire. So... One, my my husband has, he has the sexiest voice to me. I I can listen to him talk all day. (laughs) But even beyond that, he wanted to pray over me Mm. in that first phone conversation at a time, not not to manipulate the situation, but to really encourage my heart because my heart was so discouraged in that Mm. moment. I was grieving the loss of a friend. And because he offered to pray over me, and he did, and that prayer was just so beautiful. Wow. And so it was so uh, in tune with the spirit of God and exactly what I needed to hear and what I needed to, you know, what I needed to receive in that moment. Mm. That was that was it for me. I had already felt like even in all of the the challenges that I had experienced, that God was preparing me for him. Mm. He wow. was giving me glimpses. Wow. He was giving me glimpses that he was on the way. Mm-hmm. And so I was preparing myself and just trusting that at some point he was going to connect me to him. So, Ryan, so when you so at what point did you feel like she was your wife when you saw her three times in the in the in the visual? So I, I felt like during the visual, I still was cloudy from just taking off the garment of of preference of preference. Right. There you go. And so but even in my preference, I continue to sense 
God in what we were experiencing. So I said, you know what? I think after fasting and praying and after just talking to her on the phone and simply asking questions, it wasn't just we talking and we fasting and praying all day. I don't want people to think it was just, <laughs> we just all was just talking about angels and Michael and Gabriel and no, Isaac our, and Jacob. Our first con- Man, conversation, we were just talking about we life. Talking for hours. Just talking yeah. about life. So after I, I, I literally mandated, I said, if I fly there, because it was COVID. I wasn't going nowhere. I shut everything down, did everything virtual with my businesses, with everything, music, everything. But I felt the first time peace to actually go somewhere to travel. So when I got there and landed, I said, Lord, if I feel or sense what I think it is, I believe this is it. And so I got off the plane. We embraced so then I played that whole thing. Well, let me thing. ask you this, though. Yep. Why would you make a connection with her father if you weren't confirmed with who she is? Like, so why do you want to bring that into... That ended up happening after... You landed. Well, actually, before I left. I was there for only two and a half days. Oh. So, when, so the day of me leaving is when it became convenient because he was available. So passing... The church to go to the airport was so convenient. Mm-hmm. She was just like, uh, she had to stop by to see her. Day. I said, let's go meet him right now. Ooh. And he didn't let's want my. Him. He also just didn't want my father to. Yep. He wanted my father to know because yep. I, I I'm, I'm very close with my dad. Absolutely. And so he wanted my dad to know that your your daughter's not with nobody crazy. Yep. You know I'm I'm. I'm you know, I am who I say I am. Yeah. I'm a man of integrity, and I just want you to know my intentions for her. Right. You know. <laughs> and so when I, so after Ron we did the no games, huh? no, I can't do he it. He was man. dead serious, but that that was the Dude. thing that really that just captured my heart as <laughs> someone who wanted to be a wife. Is that level of yeah. intention is so rare, Latina? He said he want to talk to your dad. He yes, wanted sir. to talk to my dad, but the funny part yeah. about it was when he walked out, my dad was like, "I could see him being my son-in-law." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." He right. never said anything like he that never, before. Right, right. I never heard that. Oh, listen, man. listen. Right, right, right. Twenty right. years of singleness. Okay, <laughs> the last, right. the last relationship I was in, the gentleman actually wanted to meet with my father and me to try to kind of compel him to, mm-hmm. to kind of get my dad on his side. Like, he didn't want to meet with him. Oh, he met with him. Oh, and when he did, he said, "I cannot give my daughter over to you." Wow. And the guy was like, well, I don't agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That might not so, be what you want to say. Yeah. You might want to go ahead and say, well, sir, what do I need to what do, do right, in order right, to make right. the most comfortable? Well, see, that was part of the problem. <laughs> right. Okay, right. that, that right. kind of, uh, right. Right. you know. Well, sir, can you tell me what is it that I'm right. I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting or displaying that's uh, making right. me very uneasy <laughs> There with you go, there you go. Exactly. A little bit more humble. Like that. So he's, Listen. Yeah. Tell him what? What do you tell him? That was my cue. He's like, I don't agree. I don't agree. <laughs> like, that's going to change. That, that blew me away, though, because I was just sitting there like, did he really just tell my father? Tell my father. I don't agree with your decision. Well, then my dad got up and walked out. He was like, "That's I said what I said," and then right. he just left, and it was just wow. like, "Wow!" I I really honestly <laughs> these dating streets so ghetto. That's great. I can't end up here no more. <laughs> wow, that's just like when it's you so just crazy. it's like it's oh, kind of like a uh, what was that? I think that was on um, in New York. Whenever you told a bad joke, they would just sweep you off the stage. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, probably. To be honest with you, I. As we were there for the last, for the two days, you know, I just kept sensing like, wow, like we're getting closer and closer and closer just as mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. but I'm starting to love this woman so fast. So mm-hmm. I kept playing that whole game. Okay, Lord, well, since you did that, prove it again, you know, let, let, yeah. let me yeah. see the next conversation. So next day we went top golfing, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. all right, Lord, prove it again. Yeah. So it was kind of like after day two 
of being there and just being great friends, having a good time, mm -hmm. solid good time. On my way back to Detroit on the plane, I'm talking to her. She's checking on me. You know, she's being just like her mama, just making sure everybody's okay all, mm -hmm. at all times, at all mm -hmm. costs. And so I said, listen, I, and I, I, just, I just felt led to say, you know what? I love you. Straight up. Now, that's a gamble because I've been, I've been divorced for nine years. I thought I was in love before. So what would have made this so different? You know what I mean? What would have? And the thing is, is when you do it in God's presence, man, you don't have to regret nothing. Hold on, Ryan. <laughs> what do you think when she, he said that to you? I told him I loved him too. Wow. Yeah. Because I think one of the things that the big the the context here for both of us yeah. is that even though the courtship was very short. Yeah. I mean, we had our first phone conversation, <laughs> we dated, right. we got engaged, we did premarital counseling, we got married, yep. and I moved from the East Coast to Michigan all within six months. Yes, <laughs> yes. But the spiritual <laughs> equity happened Man. over the nine years he was divorced wow. and the 20 years I was single. Wow. I had never been engaged before. Ryan's the first man who ever proposed to me. Wow. He's the only man I've ever married. He is the man I prayed for for decades. So when he wow. showed up, wow. I knew it was him. Wow. There was Kanita, no question. Kanita, did you say the spiritual equity was already built? Built. All of that time, the 20 years of your singleness, <laughs> the, the, the nine years yes. that Absolutely. he went through, just all of this, the seven yes. years of y'all even being apart from each other, yes. that God was building up Hallelujah. the spiritual equity. And what's yes. so dope about what you just said yeah. is God allows us, the Bible says, for I know all things work together for the good yes. of them that love God yes, and to the called according to his purpose. Yes. Yes. Your dad had to experience seeing the wrong guy. Wow. Be able to identify the right guy. You yes. had to see that. You had to see what your father, that when your father puts his stamp and so approval good. on somebody, that you know what it looks like when he disagrees. So you know daddy ain't oh playing no God. games That's with you. Right. Yep. And when your daddy was able to identify in the first encounter that wow. I can see him as my son-in-law, yes. that automatically made a spiritual deposit inside mm. of you that began to blossom. So your, your I love you hit different yes. because you knew that it had a wow. foundation built from your father. Let me tell you something. The, the blessing of a father, when a father Woo! is able to see See? Man, oh, wait, wait, we gotta finish. You know what? That. We about to be you running around. You can't do the best walk away, man. You can't. We about to be man, running around. You can't just walk away, man. Let me tell you finish something. When a, father, when a father blesses blessing. you, man. see, it's a beautiful thing that happens in the marriage ceremony, in the wedding ceremony, Jesus, where they say, "Who gives Give. this woman away?" Yeah. Right. And if a woman is so uh, honored to have her father in her life, yes. then and a father, because up until that point, until the day. He gives you away. Your father still has spiritual authority that's over you. Right. I don't covering. care how that's old you covering. are, I don't care how grown you are, that's I don't right. care how much money you got. Come right. on. Your father still has the, the spiritual authority. authority over your life. Wow. So when your father takes that moment sacred wow. and understands the brevity of that, and yes. he says, I give, give. I yes. give. That's what right. he's doing, he's passing on the responsibility yes. and the authority. Well, now you can't run to daddy and say, that's well, right. daddy Ryan did this. Hey, I, I no longer <laughs> had that responsibility. You better that's talk to your husband. That's go, go, hey, you go talk to your husband. About right. But you're still my daddy. I'm right. your daddy, but I'm not your husband. <laughs> yeah. I wow. gave you authority to Thank him. You. So don't come over here and be telling me all about, no, right, no, right, no, right. I, no, that's, that's what you're supposed to be at right now. That's so good. And so that's what happened. So when your father said, I can't see this happening, I can't see this transfer of responsibility, it's almost like trying to tell a kid that walks up to you and say, I'm ready to drive now, daddy. Right. And you mm. eight years old. You're like, you you don't <laughs> have the responsibility, the spiritual intellect to yes. take these keys, get behind the wheel of this car right. and drive it. Yes. I'm sorry, son, 
But one day, yep. hopefully I can trust you with this responsibility. That's so good. And that ir- irresponsible kid will mm. give the same response of your ex-boyfriend and say, I don't agree. I don't. <laughs> but a real man knows that, you know what? Let me figure out. Like, my response wow. was simply like, what do I need to do? Right. So yeah. a kid that's, that, that you can actually trust in the future, well, dad, what do I need wow. to show you in order yeah. to take this uh, responsibility? Well, first yeah. of all, yeah. you need to learn how to do this. You need right. to take mm-hmm. responsibility of that. That's right. And then once they show themselves to be approved, Come on. then they can be relinquished this level of that's responsibility wow. so when your father said this to this guy and that to that guy right he Come put on. a stamp of approval and he wow. saw a future not something that's temporary yes. not something that's that, that just gonna happen when y'all walk out the Come door and, and a nice date what? for the weekend he said In i see world. a future he yes, said sir. i can see and let me tell you what he said that was so powerful because oh i'm a father of a daughter yes, and sir. so yes. when he said Come on, i can see him as my, my son-in-law <laughs> He didn't say as your husband. He says my son-in-law. Oh so he my took God. ownership of that of his responsibility. Dude. He said that I let me go. Yeah. Go back. Go back. Go, go. Y'all, y'all, let me tell you something. You know what? Let me tell you, you something. You know what? You just Dude. preached the word. Lord, Jesus, 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 Jesus. So all right, so listen. So you went back home. Mm-hmm. Um, then what happened? How did y'all get to this place of I want you to be my wife? When did that conversation pop off? Right. Mm. When the reality of everything that's been tested was true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, it was kind of like the Lord was like, now what else do you need? <laughs> I have bought you this far. The rest is all your responsibility now. Now I'm going to guide you. I'm going to lead you and I'm going to help you. But I have led you this far. And, and that was part of now, now I'm moving from friendship <laughs> And I'm moving from value to vows. Mm-hmm. That's when my vows started. Mm-hmm. Is when the value changed, mm-hmm. and and <laughs> now now she's meaning more to me like than a girlfriend. Now I'm seeing all the stuff that I was hurt by and thought that I was gonna get out of other relationships that I was gonna experience. You know, I learned that most times people are in your life for their own reasons. Yes. And if you want to be married mm. and you selfish, don't get, get married. married. People always say, oh, I want a man. I want this and that other. And, 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 and what we have to understand is we have to. That's why that word functionality is so important mm. is because men have to be the responsibility of what it is that they're producing. Uh, mm. The reason why I say that is because what's amazing about about marriage is 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 discovering that the unselfish love that you experience from God is going to be transferred. The best way you hear from God mm. is through your wife. Always. The mm. best way you hear from God is through your husband. Yeah. Mm. This is the reason why God first created Adam to go to work, to till the ground. He had time to spend with God. He had time to work. He had time to sweat. And 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 after six days, God created heaven and earth and the birds and the fowl in the mm. air and the beasts. The and every day, if you notice in Genesis one or one and two, every day this was good, and then the next day was such and such, yeah. and that was very good. Mm. There was one day after day six, God created everything. The first time God said, "And it's not good that man Shall should be alone. be alone." Now you would think. That he would say, it's not good that snake got poison in them. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good that 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 animals, you know, they can't, they don't have self-control like like mm-hmm. people. You know, they 
everything that God made had control with it already. <laughs> yeah. An animal is an animal. Yeah. The air is the air. Mm. But the first time God says it's not good for man who has choices to be alone. Mm. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a help meet. Watch this. For him. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Because his first responsibility was to God. So since he was so bent to God and in the cool of the day walking with him, if you notice after he created Adam and Eve, and, and we all know the story, if you notice after sin was created, he never asked for Eve. He never spoke to Eve. Matter of fact, he gave the decree after sin to Adam. Mm-hmm. Adam, where are you? I'm used to walking with you every day. Yeah. And and so what happened was our relationship was formed from the garden. That's the reason why I wanted to do a picnic because I said, Lord, I want to go back to the dust. Oh, come on now, you Ryan. Me. I know you didn't think about the garden of Eden right when you there. took that on a picnic. Now, I sure did. did. You? I sure oh, did. Just all holy and mm, not holy so and not holy than now. Joker said, "We're gonna go back to the garden of Eden. We and We're gonna <laughs> recreate the moments. <laughs> and this time, neither one of us yeah. are gonna sin. We're gonna <laughs> eat this apple. She's like, this apple sauce. This got apple sauce. That's the upgraded version of apple. This is apple sauce." You just got deep like that apple he got so apple deep. Sauce, it was, it was apple as pie. deep. It just, it was, I guess, I think it was more so the flow. <laughs> but that is funny. Like, you know, the Lord spoke to me and I wanted to go back to the garden. I'm going to go back to the garden. I'm going to eat apple just, pie, applesauce. It's flow. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. I love it. It just, for me, I just wanted everything to be a reflection of his glory. There it is. I was just intentional about his glory, you know. Has anybody ever took you on a picnic before? No. That's what I'm saying. I had never been on a picnic before. Right. I had never had an experience um, oh. where the date was completely planned yeah. by him. A lot of women keep talking about that, that most guys, yeah. don't they, know how they to be like, so what you want to do? What you want to do? This one, I love, I hate so... Women hate that because they're like, if you can't plan one wow. date, right, right, right. we plan our life. How am I following you in our life? Wow. Yes. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's deep. Look, mom over there saying amen. <laughs> yeah, she's like, hey, she's like, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Got yes. amen corn over here. I right, mean, right. That, that is so well, true. We even, um, yeah. but it, it also, we continue to have these very, you know, very in-depth conversations. We talked about a lot, even in yeah. that short window of time. We talked sure. about our desires. We talked about our hurts. Yeah. We talked about absolutely our journey yeah you know we prayed together and yeah. we stayed on the phone i mean yeah. late late at night we would yeah. just be going to <laughs> you know uh the depths of who we were as individuals and we began to see god just really yeah. uh intertwining our hearts together mm-hmm. more and more and it just became every day became a greater confirmation of the fact right. that we were in the presence of the one god had preserved for both of Absolutely. us and I didn't, to be honest with you, because my single journey had been so long, the proposal and everything was so surreal. (laughs) I didn't even believe he was going to do it. My friend. (laughs) And then he started playing games, acting like he was going to like propose (laughs) with a Cracker Jack box (laughs) ring. Right. But that's a a whole other story. That's that's, that's affordable. No, when I tell you, he blew me away, Latarius. Like the whole experience. He flew back down to Philly. My parents, everybody knew about it. Except for me, and I just, yeah. for some reason, and I couldn't believe. And this is month believe, what? 
This was in June. This was in June. So March and then June. Yep. Right. So March First conversation. 17th, we reconnected. He reached out to me on yep. Facebook. Uh, April 8th was when we had yep. that weekend together. And yep. it was crazy because it was Holy Week, the week that we fasted sure together. Crazy. Yep. Yep. Crazy that it was Holy Week. Then we went out on that date. Yep. And then he proceeded to fly back and forth. This way, He didn't just fly out that one time. He right. was flying out almost every weekend so we could date each other. And then I started going to Michigan. And he would have a hotel for me. And, yep. you know, I would go meet his family. And then yep. we'd meet the girls. And, <laughs> you know, um, he started, you know, yep. helping them to get prepared for me when he knew that we were going to get married and then yeah. june 4th yeah. he he popped the question yes sir let me ask you this <clears throat> so i want to give people and i want you to be very very <laughs> um wise sure. about how you answer this and i'm Absolutely. talking to, i'm talking i'm talking to, uh to kanita on this one okay because <laughs> women can experience this type of love yes, from sir. a narcissist Mm. And it can and it can be love bombing. So wow. I want you to tell me wow. how can you differentiate mm -hmm. the difference between a narcissist loving you like this because it can mm -hmm. look just like that. That's so Absolutely. true. Then what God has prepared for you. Mm. Absolutely. So wow. the ironically enough, the one of the people that I dated before was a narcissist. <laughs> And it was it was so funny because when you got folk that love you in your life, that that's 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 one way. We will get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. But because I had people in my life that loved me and could be discerning when I was not, mm. there you go. <laughs> then they that's could good. speak into my life if I was willing to receive it. Bingo. But one of the things that I did for myself, and I also say to other women that I've spoken with who are in similar situations that seem very rosy in the beginning, I ask them, what is the spiritual equity in the relationship? Write it yep. down. Yep. Write it down. That's Not it. what your emotions say. Yeah. That's good. Not what you envision, <laughs> not what you dreamed about, and not what you saw in a Tyler Perry movie. Mm, okay, that's real. What is the spiritual <laughs> equity? Yep. Not only you know, let's let's find out. Does this man pray? Is he accountable First. to anyone? Right. Because let me tell you something: the wow. spirit of God is holy. Yep. It is pure. Yep. It is true, and it will always unveil itself as such. Yeah. You know, there are people that are deceptive, of course. You know. But when you have accountability around you and people around you and you're not doing something in isolation, yeah. so much so that people can't speak into the light, you know, speak into your relationship because they love you Man. because they don't even know who this person is. Wow. And so even though our courtship was short, mm -hmm. trust me, yeah. I verified who he was yep. with the people who knew him best. Right. Wow. In the last 365 yep. days of our marriage, we just celebrated one year uh, of marriage. Yeah. And in that one year, he has proven to be everything that everybody says wow. that he was. Wow. Well, drop the mic on that one, uh, Kanita. Um, <laughs> um, so check check the spiritual equity, sisters. Yes. And, you know. So these points I want to point out. Accountability. Mm -hmm. Accountability. Uh, to make sure that the person that, that you're dating or seeing, um, that you see the circle that they're accountable to or the person Absolutely. that they're accountable to. Absolutely. Also be open and wise to your own wise counsel uh, yes. to make sure that they're able to see what your rose color, uh, color glasses can't see. Absolutely. And, and be willing to be able to take the, that those words of wisdom. Absolutely. Um, and one of the most powerful 
powerful things you say is the spiritual equity. When you yeah. say that, what does that mean to people? How can you break that Absolutely. down to elementary level? One, it's just, it's a very fundamental things that we look at when we say that a person professes to know God. Mm-hmm. And so even if that person is uh, you, you looking at him in terms of qualifications of being a husband, look at the very fundamental things. How is he treating you? How is he yeah. interacting with you? And how does he interact with the people that he says he loves? Does Ooh, he wow. even have a circle of people wow. that he, you know, <laughs> he operates in love with? And don't try to convince yourself that he does just because you want that to be the reality. <laughs> You're going to have to really look at that. And so the other thing, which is why, you know, I made that reference to John 4, because most of our issues in this life, Lateris, will not be about our stressors, our discontentment, the things that we lack peace about. It will never be about what we lack. It'll be about whether or not God is enough. Mm. And so when God is enough (laughs) and you have encountered that place of intimacy with him, I'm not saying anything cliche. So women that have been single like me for 20 years plus, I'm not telling you to keep holding on just because I'm saying it to sound good. I'm saying the scriptures that we hold on to that God will supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory, (laughs) that he'll never leave us or forsake us. That's when it really matters. And so when you've reached a level of intimacy with God that is so deep, then you're able to discern when you are not experiencing the very love that you receive from the lover of your soul. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Like, it, 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 it needs to line up. Right. It has to line up. That's real. And so if the lover of my soul... He is there for me. He fills me. He yeah. satisfies you, me. Lord. He brings me joy. Then why am I talking to this person and I'm unhappy? <laughs> when I was yep. dating a narcissist, it was complicated. Every it, All the easiest things were complicated. Wow. Yep. Nothing was simple. Yep. But when the, this man came into my life, there was peace. Wow. People ask me, how did you know that he was the one? And you said that in that conversation, you said in the first conversation, I felt peace. I felt mm-hmm. peace. So when you said that, it resonated with me <laughs> because I'm saying when you get connected with your purpose partner, it has to be peace. Yeah. It has to be peace. It has yeah. to be peace. And you know when it's peace. You know. Oh, you know. You know when it's you peace. Know. You because know. Because if you, if you feel in your heart, I have I have been in that situation where you want to force a situation to be, the, to be it. You yeah. want to force that right. person to be the one for whatever reason but you know at the end of the day that you don't have peace and if you marry that person you know that you're going to regret it i talked to people who said as they were walking down the aisle they said i'm making the worst decision of my life i've talked to me i've talked to people who said they were in arguments in during their rehearsal dinners oh you know and they're like oh my god and they fighting and all this type of stuff but then they want to save face they say well let's go ahead and get married because everybody's already done bought the dresses everybody got the venue i don't want to but then I'm going to tell you something that was so dope. This one lady. Um, mm-hmm. So I produced a wedding in 2020 called mm-hmm. Black Love Matters. Mm-hmm. And the way I got I the <laughs> the way I got the date. Thank you. The way I got the mm-hmm. venue is that this one lady, um, it was a friend of a friend that she 
So what happened was I posted that my daughter uh, just got engaged. Mm -hmm. And so my friend said, hey, my friend just called off her wedding and she was supposed to get married the next month. Mm. And so I, I was like, what? She said, maybe you can buy that date from her. So I called her. We started talking or whatnot. And uh, I said, how much have you gotten invested in it? She said, almost $20,000 into it or whatnot and mm. got my dress and all that. I said, so you just going to throw it all away. She said, that $20,000 ain't nothing when it comes to my peace. Wow. I am not about to walk down the aisle and not be in peace. I don't care about this money. Yep. And so so we worked out a deal for us, for me to get the date. Then I talked to the venue, switched the date to a later date. Wow. Uh, my daughter uh, was like, I don't want to have a big wedding. I want to have a small wedding or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I want to. <laughs> Flex a little bit, but if that's what you want, then <laughs> right. go ahead and do it. She want to have a destination wedding and yeah. COVID hit and then that messed up everything. Right. She still haven't gotten married yet mm -hmm. uh, or haven't had a wedding. Mm -hmm. And so um, I repurposed that date mm -hmm. for uh, three couples to get married on that date. But reason why I told this whole mm -hmm. story is because it, if your peace of mind is only worth twenty thousand mm -hmm. dollars. Wow. Then the devil would just go ahead and write Dude. the check for your peace. Absolutely. Wow. If your peace of mind is worth a hundred thousand, the good. devil write that check, wow. give you that doggone uh, 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 Range Rover, uh, get yep. you that G wagon, and be like, "Here's a G wagon for exchange of your peace of mind." Mm. But when you are rooted and grounded in Christ, yep. the mm. peace that passes all understanding, mm -hmm. and you go, "Listen, I ain't gonna let the devil buy it. my peace. There's no, there's no price for it." Absolutely. And so that's what's so beautiful about wow. it. And what resonated with me is when you said in your first conversation with him, you said, I felt peace. And then you oh prayed and then goodness. you felt more peace. Yes. And then y'all were able to go deeper and deeper, yes. not only in the word, but in each other, having those real conversations, being Absolutely. able to unpack and talk about anything and wow. be completely vulnerable. Because if you yeah. can't feel the reason why a lot of people can't be vulnerable in relationships yeah. is because they don't have peace. They're afraid. <laughs> That's they it. They say that, That's listen, I, it. it's shaky. I'm over here faking it, you know, mm. trying to trying to love you, mm -hmm. but I don't have no peace. And the mm. minute that they don't feel peace, they can't be vulnerable. And when yeah. you can't be vulnerable, yeah. you can't so be good. intimate. Yeah. And so it's a snowball that's effect. A snowball yeah, you're having sex, but you're not making love. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's But lovemaking happens in vulnerability. Yeah. And so that's, that's right. why I said we have to be very careful about the things that we say we desire. Do, are we willing to go ahead and go that extra mile to be submitted to first Christ yes. so that we can actually understand the hierarchy and chain of command and then as men we have to be submitted to somebody go. else Absolutely. and so in this service that I just did right. um, at this church this past Sunday mm -hmm. is I literally got down on my knees I never had um, I never really or respected nor appreciated spiritual authority mm, until recently mm -hmm. and God began to talk to me. He was like, hold yeah. on, hold on. I want to, I want to work through some things with you because I didn't want to become a member. I've got, I was dealing with a bunch of church hurt. Absolutely. Yeah, and so yeah. uh, God said, listen, Latarius, I need you to join this particular church. And I said, nope. He said, <laughs> why not? I said, I don't trust church. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't trust church. I don't yeah. trust pastor. I don't trust none of this. Right. Mm -hmm. I'll do ministry, God. Right. But I don't trust church. Right. I may end up doing ministry in church, but I don't trust church. church no. <laughs> and God said, this ain't going to work with Tess. We got, we got to go out and pass some stuff. So God right, began right. to start uncovering some, some pain that I mm. went through when I was 18 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. And he began to resurface wow. that thing and began yeah. to heal it. And when I went Amen. to go speak at this church this past Sunday, I got down on my knees and I said, Pastor, I submit myself to you. Wow. But then God told me that there was no way I was going to ever get a wife unless I first become submitted to That's spiritual authority. Yeah. Wow. Because how can I 
how can I tell someone, hey, I want you to bless us and, and, and marry us? He go, well, you never submitted to me. I don't even know who this woman is. <laughs> That's right. This woman. That's right. I, well, listen, I'm a Christian. I, I, I'm man enough to know what I want. You yeah. need to just marry us. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> and so, no, God wanted this thing to happen in decency and in order. Absolutely. And so and that's what he's doing. So listen, man, yeah. y'all have celebrated one year of marriage before yes, we wrap this up. Yes. What was, tell me what was some of the most beautiful things that y'all experienced mm. as husband and wife? I want to start off with you, Ryan. Don't go sure. preach too long because we got nope. to wrap this up. <laughs> Ryan, start man, preaching the whole sermon. Dang, we need another. Man, straight yeah. up, I was I was waiting. I felt like, what what he say on another professor? Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> it was beautiful to... Like you said, not just have sex this time, but make love. There it is. To someone that now I have committed my life to. Mm. Um, and so that was very, very special. You know, we even shared tears together, man, because That's it was good. just it was that so beautiful. honorable. Good. And uh, so that mm. uh, blending our family together, you know, we have two daughters, man, um, and they are the world to us. So that was very special. We've mm-hmm. traveled. We've done some things. Uh, we've shared our hearts with people already. Um, you know, when you had a wedding, last thing I'll say that was really special. You know, when you go to weddings, normally there's a part in the ceremony where they say, is there any just cause why these two shall be together yeah. or not? Speak now or forever, hereafter, hold your peace. Um, one of the blessed things that has happened in our marriage has mm-hmm. already been a blessing to other marriages. That's good. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I'm quick to pick up the phone and go off on a homeboy. Yes. He's cheating on his wife or he's saying, I want to give up. I want to walk away. Well, yeah. hey, time out. I was, a, I was a witness at your wedding. Yes. So that means, and I didn't say nothing. So that means I'm supposed to keep this together. And mm. so that's one of the things that's been rewarding. Is Love to it, Ryan. See they stay. <laughs> Love they it. stay, man. You know, so... Good. In a nutshell, that that's that's very special. Beautiful. And plus, meeting each other's families, man. Our families, oh we are, we adore each oh, other's parents, siblings. Yeah. We're just diving in, just you know. And I'm the oldest of, of five sons, so we're wearing that as a badge of honor, you know. Mm. In both of our families, just being able to check on each other sometimes and call each other, and just don't take life for granted, man. Good. That's, where, that's what's Good. special about this. Love it. Thank yeah. you, King. Kanita. Yeah. What 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 are some things that. It's your first time being married and your last time. Amen. Amen. That's right. And uh, <laughs> so Amen. what this this thing that you've always heard, this proverbial mm. thing that everybody, especially as 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 women, a lot of times it's like this dangling carrot uh, <laughs> over y'all's head throughout right. life of getting married and y'all dream about yeah. it. Y'all think about it. Many of y'all yeah. uh, aspire uh, for it. Mm. So what has marriage not only taught you, but what mm. what what have you experienced? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. This has been well worth the wait. Wow. I'll just start by saying that marriage has been, uh, mm-hmm. for me, the greatest sanctifying work <laughs> in my life. Uh, you know, as a reflection of Christ's relationship to his church, his bride. And every day I wake up, I get an opportunity. This is one thing I didn't experience in my singleness, because when you live by yourself, you don't know when you're wrong. Right, 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 right. right. You you interact with people, (laughs) right? You have opportunities to to mend things, and if you offend somebody, you don't always know. Right. You know, but the beauty is that I have this mirror Mm. in my life every single day that I get to 
become more like God with every single day because he washes Mm -hmm. me in the word. He sanctifies me Mm -hmm. through, you know, our engagement, our dialogue, through our joys and through our arguments. You know what I mean? And so the beauty has been just us growing in deeper intimacy as yeah. friends. Like we talk about everything. We, we laugh together. That's one of his rules. We got to laugh every yes. day. And with yes. him, listen, my husband is so embarrassing. He like, well, not, he screams in public. Not, he like, not really. he I tells mean, everybody, no, he I has mean, literally screamed in public I mean, that he's in love, that I'm his he'll woman. Scream, he'll, he'll just scream and say, I love this woman. Oh, yes. <laughs> He had a whole restaurant going off one time and the other man was like, I'm in love too, bro. That's good. You know, Show I was it. like, what is happening right now? It. It's called embarrassment and love, bro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, love. So, but it's been that, like, Come we on, have people. just enjoyed building, it. like, the legacy of Amen. our family Amen. the way we always wanted it. Yeah. yeah. And true. cultivating and stewarding this gift that we prayed for for so long. Man, and so is. every day we're like, we want to make our marriage better. Better. Yeah. We even one uh, another blessing is that we went through premarital counseling. Shout out to Dr. Sabrina Black in Absolutely. Detroit. Absolutely. She's amazing, amazing counselor. She's she straight is. chaser too. She yep. don't play. Yep. Um, we went through that counseling, but we still get counseling yep. because we knew that our courtship was very fast, and so we right. wanted to continue to cultivate Good. a healthy marriage right. by having that wisdom, you know, of over forty years of counseling right. to really minister to us. So we've been building our legacy, building our tradition, and I don't. Yeah get any greater joy than being his wife being his cheerleader being his partner cooking these meals that he comes home to man every day you know and just hallelujah just i just thought about the fam- one you made yesterday Amen, girl. baby that was good just us being a family you know it's been so amazing it's, but i'm saying all that to say that this this year marriage has taught me how beautiful and holy and sacred marriage is which is why it's not to be played with and which is why you don't want to uh jump into it simply because you're tired of waiting that's good that's good so how can people connect with y'all what's your ig drop that real quick go ahead first lady the rutleys (laughs) so you can find me at kanita rutley Absolutely. And same here, Ryan D. Rutley, or you can just all go to RyanDRutley.com and platforms. all social media platforms, yeah. Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Cool. And I drop a, a link in the bio to their IGs. Well, yes, listen, sir. Rutley's, I really enjoyed talking to oh, y'all. Enjoyed you, bro. I found awesome. so much value in y'all conversation. Oh, uh, my goodness. Yes. We're so inspired by you and we everything we're we doing. We're praying man. for your wife. Yes, sir. And hey. we're going to celebrate. Yes, sir. Listen, yeah, y'all said that earlier. We like, well, when you get married, <laughs> it's going to be. Dude. It's going to be. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen. You want to move to Detroit? I got a free wife for you, <laughs> He's man. He's trying I got... to hook somebody up. Don't pay him no mind. Listen. He's going to bring you chill. up north, man. It's... Chill. Yeah. All right. Okay, okay. All right, honey. All right. All right. All right. I got you a got screener you. first. Too. Okay, right, 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 right. <laughs> See what we talking about. Don't happen to Detroit. They a little tough. Yeah. yeah. You know, got a lot of, lot of masculine energy. Right, 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 right. right. Tough. You're, you're right, you're right. We're going to wrestle. Right, right, right. Get in there. Are you strong in the mug? Right, 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 right. 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 Right.
Give me one right. of or something. Right, right. <laughs> 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 he know his cities, y'all. He didn't did here. He did yeah, yeah, his own work yeah. in the country, but yeah. I did play yeah, We out there. We out yeah. the birds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's real. That's real. Well, wow. listen, man. Yes, it's an honor talking to y'all, man. Likewise. I speak blessings over y'all's mm. marriage. Uh, I can't wait to continue to watch y'all and see y'all do great exploits. Um, that's what I love when I see how God connects people, yes. not just as husband and wife, but as purpose partners. Yes. And you guys epitomize that. And so uh, thank y'all. Hey, y'all give thank it you. up. Thank to you. the so much, of a dear future bro. podcast. Yes, Bless y'all. Ladarian thrusted suddenly into Child Protective Services in 2015. My nephew, black, a boy. The likelihood of being adopted outside of kinship, slim to none. Armani, 16 years old, black, a boy, with five years in the foster care system before I even knew his name. The likelihood of ever being adopted, yep, you guessed it, slim to none. While Ladarian and Armani were trying to survive and barely thrive in an overpopulated and underfunded foster care system, I was living my own life, doing well professionally. Having been a single father with a daughter who at that point was doing well in college, it was my time to live my life, right? Wrong. I felt unsettled, tireless, agitated. There are just too many of our black children stuck in ambiguity and in the limbo of the foster care system. In 2017, I legally adopted my nephew, Ladarian. Fast forward to 2019, I had no ties to this other young king, but I felt God instructed me to adopt him also, and I obeyed. Starting over with parenting should have been enough, right? Working with various foster care and adoption agencies to help bring awareness to the countless young black kings in the foster care system should have decreased my agitation, right? Joining the board of directors of Advantage Adoption, an organization that helps find permanent adoptive homes for children in foster care, should have led to some type of resolve, right? No, not at all. None of it felt like I had done enough. I now realize that every one of those experiences was laying the fundamental foundation for my life's mission, Kingdom Royale. Kingdom Royale will be a luxury, state-of-the-art home for foster boys. Our first location will be in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We will utilize the whole person approach that instills identity, empowers them to advocate for themselves, and enlightens them regarding new perspectives and limitless options that they thought were impossible. Though the young kings will attend the local public schools that are in proximity to Kingdom Royale, our at-home curriculum will broaden their worldview through participating in the arts, attending various cultural events, learning about and engaging in multifaceted discussions about current events and even relevant historical contexts, introducing them to gardening and landscaping and even caring for our animals on our farm and on-site stables. We just launched our startup capital campaign with the goal of raising $2.8 million. Now, why $2.8 million? Well, in 2017, I created a web series in which I performed random acts of kindness for targeting the homeless community. One of the most notable successes was that one of the videos went viral, garnering 28 million views. However, one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't raise a single dollar to help in implementing a more sustainable plan for the homeless community. So throughout the years, with much remorse, I reflected on not maximizing that moment. I knew if at that time, just 10% of the viewers donated $1, we would have raised at least 2 
$1.8 million that could have really established long-term support for the homeless community, or at least started a long-term initiative to do so. This is my do-over. This is our new beginning. Together, we can attack this at the root by specifically helping our homeless black boys who are already disproportionately represented in the American foster care system. I'm LaTaris R. Whitfield. I've been nominated for three regional Emmys documenting my work with the homeless as well as my personal adoption journey. Despite those accolades, the greatest award for me is truly providing the infrastructure for a transformed life. Visit KingdomRoyale.com for more details. Crown a king and make a donation today. When I tell you I love what God is doing through this platform, I absolutely love what God is doing. I'm so humbled by the guests that he intricately uses and chooses to speak life into me and allow you, the viewers, the listeners, to be blessed by the overflow. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you do leave a review. Uh, that helps us rank. Um, thank y'all so much for making the Dear Future Wifey podcast the top 10 on Apple Podcasts, the United States, number one, and a lot of other countries. I just thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Well, here's my favorite part of the podcast where I speak to my future wifey. Dear future wifey, I get excited to know we will be divinely connected. The Lord is the channel or straight that will connect our two hearts. Your voice will reverberate rivers of living waters. When I see couples who are unquestionably purpose partners, a spiritual spigot turns and releases tears from my eye gates. I see you. I hear you. My heart leaps like a toddler from furniture at the thought of you. I want to be recklessly in love with you. Not reckless in an ill-advised way, but reckless as in carefree. I will bathe you in love. I will wash you with the water of the word. I will baptize you in goodness. You will be soaked in words of affirmation. You will be drenched in joy. A shower of blessings will be our heart's posture. Every tear I shed on this journey to you will culminate with the ultimate expression of gratitude, humility, and grace to our Father. Wow. <laughs> Jesus, I love you. Your future hubby. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.